0: It is well with my soul. Let us go to God in prayer. Lord, on this last Wednesday, before Good Friday, before Resurrection Sunday, before all the next things that are to occur, we come saying thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for all the great things, seen and unseen, known and unknown. Thank you for your miracles this morning. Some people who laid down last night did not rise up again. And Lord, we just say we're grateful for our breath. On this day, Lord, move me behind the cross. move me behind let the words in my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable and I try. It is well, it is well, it is well with my soul. Amen. There are times when a song is played and we don't know the history of the person who wrote the song. I had an opportunity to go to a conference not long ago, and it's not that I didn't know the history, but the history of that song was true. The person who wrote that song experienced life and death. He was to travel to Europe with his family and he could not go. And his family went ahead, and his daughters all went on this trip. And when his wife got to the other side, she wired back and simply said, "One survived." When they were reconnected, and they went back over that part of the sea. Those are the words that the Lord gave me. It is well with my faith. And it touches my heart because we all have something that we can reflect back upon. Where we have been tested, we have been tried, we have been stretched, we have been near but because we're all here, we have lived to that moment. And we can look back and say only by the grace of God. Only by the grace of God. So I come to you this day on our last wisdom That's always been a tongue with this the whole time we've been doing this, but it's been a good tongue with this. The sermon title is simply persevere. Simply persevere. If it had a subtitle, it would be called just go ahead and unpack your life. And you'll get that a little bit longer. Amen. I had an opportunity to preach at a local church here in Fort Arthur not long ago. And uh, Ms. Bernice challenged me to present messages a little bit different at home. She claimed I was preaching different out in the streets than I do at home. The testimony of that, one Sunday, I preached at another church and five people joined church. And Miss Bernice said, excuse me, you preaching and bringing all the people in somebody else's house. But the miracle is, one of the young men who joined that church got our flyer I knew brother, and is on the band, this man looking to it. It's not about where we are, but it's about coming home to the kingdom. Again, the title of this sermon is Perseverance. I want to read a little statement from a book, it's called The Book of Hope. And one of the focus areas from this book is Perseverance. And it simply says there are times in our Christian journey when we will simply feel emotionally damaged. We may think that God has forgotten about us, or or we even become so discouraged that we hardly know what to do. We even feel as though we're on the devil's next hypnosis. Nothing seems to go right. Nothing seems to go right. It says, but during these facts, this is the most enduring time of our life where we were actually strengthened and tested by the Lord. Two things come to mind, truly action words, endurance, and perseverance. This is not a strength. It's a long. But every step of the way, the Lord is with us. I got up early this morning and this book I had been looking for for a while, I finally hit the right box. For you see, even after nine months, I'm still unpacking, I'm still throwing away, and I'm still expecting God to do great things, even in the midst of some of the most challenging places, because I know that I have certain things that I can't figure out if they're still in the garage in Houston, or whether they're in the garage in Port Arthur, or whether I just gave the box away. So every day that I open a new box, it's like a Discovery Zone moment. There's the one I've been looking for! But I want to share this with you. It says on March the 23rd, the reading simply says, By you, dear God, to be tattered and torn bit by bit, day in and day out, or to be scattered totally like a crystal goblet being broken. To be brutally intensified in a struggle that's almost undone but finally, finally to stand against the storm, to stretch with the strain, to accept the pain with measures of great hope. I say thank you. Oh, my great and wonderful God, to sense your gentle touch, to know your presence, to know your compassion, to be loved, to be held, and to be kept by you, God, is a The promises and the book of hope simply center our message on perseverance. Many of you are familiar with both the gospel and the Hebrew text. I could read the Hebrew passage tons of times and still find a new thought. The interesting part about the Hebrew passage is you can't continue to persevere if you haven't held on to your faith. You can't continue to persevere if you haven't discovered there is faith. You can't continue to persevere if You haven't explained the truth in your life. The gospel message is part of the Holy Week reading. The greatest thing about the lectionary is it's a discipline that allows me to teach some of the passages I would never choose to teach. I wouldn't necessarily choose to preach about betrayal. It's not the top thing on my list. I wouldn't necessarily choose to preach about Peter turning and denying who God is. That's not exactly what I consider a great message of hope. But there deep in the nugget of the scripture lies the message and the wisdom for us today. Verse 18 says, I am not referring to all of you. I know those I have chosen. But this to fulfill the scripture, he who shares my bread has lifted up the seal against me. In other words, Jesus was telling them at the Last Supper that someone here is going to Lift up the heal. In other words, betray me. The interesting factor is that Scripture continues to go forward. He still serves his me. So the first point, in order for you to recognize your faith and who your faith is in, recognize that you need to know Jesus' love is unconditional. If you're going to run this race and you're going to know who Jesus is, put your hands around the fact that his love for us is unconditional. All the other disciples didn't yet get it. They were sitting there right in the midst of it and they didn't get the fact that Judas was the one. For you see, they asked Jesus, excuse me, the beloved one, go ahead and ask him who it is. I look through all the commentaries and it's interesting they say the beloved one was not defined. It's not Simon Peter. It's not one that we know of. It just says the beloved one. But he was sitting very close, shoulder to shoulder to Jesus. And he turns and simply says, Jesus. They wanted to know who was it amongst us that would betray the one and only Jesus Christ. Betrayal is a challenging thing. But the next point is, Jesus knew who it was and still chose to love him and still chose to serve him. So if you're going to run this race, sometimes even when you know information, even when somebody has called you up and said, Look, I've heard some info. I don't want to sound like I'm passing a rumor, but I heard a little info. You still got to serve them. You still got to love them. You still got to do it in spite of what you heard. Because Jesus is the one and only model because we're made in His image. He gave us an example to walk this walk out, He gave us an example to live it out. But he simply said, when I'm finished serving him, he'll move to go." But the new little nugget that I saw, and I just came to put my hands around it's in verse 27. It says, as soon as Judas, Judas took the bread, they yielded unto him. And that's where we're going to look at these little bags on the table. You may be wondering why are there bags on the table. The bottom line is when we're going to run this race some of us are carrying a bag like this full of stuff because we're not sure that we fully trust God to help us run this race provide for us and take care of us so everywhere we go we just carry it. Two, three bags. And then we even pick up an empty bag hoping that if there's something else that we might be missing that if we need it we got a way to carry it to our next destination. He has us running a race And we simply saying, do you think it's going to rain today? I think it's going to rain. I haven't looked at the news, but I think it's going to rain. So I'm carrying my rubber boots just in case I run up on a storm. And I don't want my feet to get wet. So I'm going to carry these. And we just had two or three times, little ones, big ones. And then we say, well, just in case he's going to call my name, I want my cell phone, the big cell phone, the the phone that can be seen everywhere I go, because I want everybody to know when Jesus calls, I'm on the Jesus line. Because, see, I don't trust him completely. And I'm saying to myself, this is the sign of a good, prepared individual. But well, what are we missing?
1: The truth in Jesus
0: Christ. Then we even go as far to say, well, look, you know, I might run up on a smelly situation. So I'm just going to keep my own air freshness. I don't know where I'm going to go, but I want to keep the air clean where I am. So I can just spray all around me. Keep it clean and it. And the Lord said, but I provide for you. You can run this race a lot lighter if you do two things. Trust me and believe in me. Know that I will provide for you. Know that I've already taken care of you. Know that I have the awareness. So that's the next part. Jesus knew everything that was going to happen. And he had been trying to give the disciples a heads up since the transfiguration night. He kept telling them, I'm going to leave you soon. It's going to get dark. I won't be right here with you. But I'm coming back one day. You don't know the time, nor the hour, nor the moment, nor the day. But when I come back, I need you to be a people. I need you to be my people. I need you to be without blemish. I need you to be serving in the places i told you to serve. I don't need you to carry all of these bags trying to figure out, is your agenda the same? Just take in my will and walk where I've asked you to walk. Meet the people I said for you to meet serve who I told you to serve. It doesn't matter if you got a phone call two nights ago with a hot tip. I'm the great I am. I am the Lord thy God. I have given you all that you need to persevere. For you see, as we started this Lenten journey, we lifted up the scripture in John that said, I am the bread of life. I am the bread. I have everything you need, ever wanna need, everything you ever gonna need. And I told you you only need safe besides and
1: each.
0: Wherever you go, I'm there with you. I will ride before you got there. I've spoken into your life. I know the plans that I have for you, as they said in Jeremiah. He is not playing with us yeah. in the 21st century. Because He's asking us, He's demanding of us, and He's going to speak speaking with every single one of us. If He wants us to do it, You know the less after your life, you got to let all of this you, you need to muster things up there you need to get to know me you need to be able to relate to me we need to be able to understand one another we need to be able to go to God bow down and say Lord you said you would be here maybe I had not been all that I said I would be maybe I had not dedicated but Lord forgive me and then get up and let it go Last year this time, I was finishing my last well-route. And I went before the board of the ministry, not expecting to be given the decision that I was given. But one thing about the Lord, He gives you a heads-up whether you missed me or not. When I went before my triad, they had given me a head up, But I didn't pay attention to it because I didn't know what the head just sounds like. The disciples didn't know what the head just sounds like when they were sitting right with Jesus. But many of them couldn't put their hands around what he was saying. When the decision came to delay, and they said, but you will be appointed, I was like, whoa, I'm confused. This is a mixed message to me. Listen, you don't deny yourself, but there's something that you need to do. And you need to be able to do it in the way right Not just in one way. I said, well, whoa, I turned in all the paperwork, I got all my stuff in on time, I'm confused. They okay. said, keep we'll see you next year, I'm going to went back to the house. This is me, I'm angry, it. the me. I told you, if you're confused, come visit me. If you're confused, spend a little time with me. If you don't understand, carry a little while with me. Come to know me. Come to spend that time with me. Because you are fit to pass the test on the day I say you will pass the test. I need you to understand who you are in me. Don't lean on your own understanding. Don't even get confused with what you think it is. Because it ain't that. Lucy Medical. Shake the dust
1: off.
0: Keep on stepping. I went on to graduate. I went on to do the things that God said to. Me. I went on and sat with a mentor day in and day out. It wasn't that he wasn't a strong man of God. When I first got there I had plenty agenda. I know who you think I am. I know who you think he is. God said, Excuse me. You're not paying attention. You're getting off track. And so the last thing is when God gives you a plan that doesn't seem to look like the plan you thought it was supposed to look like, don't be in such a hurry to throw it away. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy! cometh in the morning. I understand that better in 2005 than I did in 2004. It ain't about you. It
1: ain't about me. It's
0: all about me. It ain't about our agenda. It's not about, oh, I think I'm being betrayed or is my name the beloved one. It ain't about that. It's about the better life. It's about our journey. It's about walking it out
1: one step at a time.
0: It's about loving God like you've never loved Him before. It's like it's totally about submitting unto Him and saying, Thy will be done. It's about to thine be the glory. It's about not even being concerned with the exercise. It's about recognizing in our own name. The grace of God reaches down, holds on to us, never lets us go and says, you're mine. I called you by name before you were born of your mother. I know you're like no other. If you get a little weird, see, help me. I feel like I'm gonna faint up in here. If you get a little tired. Discouraged because somebody insists said wrong thing about you. you say, Lord, you said forgive them how many times? Seventy times, seventy. Let my actions not be like a millstone around their necks that they will fall. Yeah. I forgive them. Be able to turn around and say. God turned it upside down, right side up, put it in order and say, Now walk this way. I leave you with this. It feels good. It feels good. But it feels better.
1: I'm
0: told I'll forgive you. Been sold out for a long time. 16 years ago, I came to Houston, Texas, accepted Jesus in a brand new church home. Way, 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 way from the home that I grew up in. And my mama said, why there? I said, because I need to know God better. I figured I'd leave. But he said, no, I've got to exactly where I want you baby. You mind, And you can't call your mama, you can't call your daddy, you can't call your sister because they can't touch you quick enough. You can call all the telephone numbers you think you need to die. But until you pick up the hotline, the prayer line, the knee line, and talk to me and walk with me and carry with me and stay with me, you won't be where you need to be. So I invite you at this part in the Lenten prayer service. If you haven't had a chance this day to bow down to the most gracious and humble Lord of God, the King of kings, the Alpha and no the awesome wonder, the big daddy in the sky, whatever it is that you choose to call, say, Lord, to when I put my own out. Forgive me when I haven't spoken to someone in love. Forgive me, Jesus, when I pretended like I knew and I didn't know, but in order to stay where I was, it was good to pretend. Forgive me for not speaking the truth when you call me into a truthful relationship with you, Jesus. What Will you just love me? And even if that's not your story, will you just say, Thank you, Jesus, for waking me up this morning. Thank you, Lord, for being God all by yourself. And I say this last thing. But I'm dressed like this because I'm on a brand new way. I got some other things that I had set aside That Jesus said, it is now time for you to pay attention. If you set your health on the line, come to the altar and pray that God will cause you to stop putting yourself at the back of the line. If you've been on the top ten or the third top ten list and 22 people are in front of you in your life, You need to come to the office and say, I need to get right with you, Lord. I need to get tight with you, Jesus, because I put everybody in front of My name ain't Junior Jesus. My name is Jackie Thomas King, and I commit to Jesus Christ like I've never committed before. I can't solve what is in here, but I can pray about it. I believe in this community. I believe Jesus is getting ready to make a mighty move in this community. And I rebuke anybody who pretends that they don't see the light. But in the muck in the mind, on the cornerstone that was defective, I build my church. On the cornerstone. The Lord has saved us for such a time as this. It is no more pretending. We can't afford to be pretentious. We can't afford to think we know it all. I don't worry about knowing it all. I just want to know the one who died. I want to keep knowing him and keep knowing him and keep knowing him and keep loving him and keep knowing him. The altar is open when he comes. It's about perseverance. It's about enduring. It's about running the race that Jesus said has your name on it. Pray for the other people's races, but run yours with diligence. Run yours with love. In the name of Jesus, the
1: author.